Property Nomads, hope you're doing well. Today's episode, we're going to be looking at social housing and in particular, something that the Housing Ombudsman came out with a little while ago, asking for there to be links between housing and health, which to you and I might sound like absolute common sense, but because it is, uh, but some of the numbers that the Housing Ombudsman came out with are pretty damning. I have to say, and, and and again, I do want to emphasize that this report, these numbers are based purely on social housing. They're not based on private landlords. Before we crack on that, uh, just a massive thank you uh, and a quick favor to say, please go and subscribe and, and like the YouTube channel. Uh, it, it seems to be growing quite well, and that's all down to yourselves taking action and recommending it to other people. So head over to the YouTube channel, uh, links in the show notes, or just type in Property Nomads in YouTube. Uh, give us a like, give us a subscribe on YouTube. Uh, the content we've got over there is different from what we have on the podcast. So the Housing Ombudsman has called for a link to re-establish between housing and health. It's saying that the idea of this is to reimagine the future of social housing and it says it's had a lot of complaints from social housing tenants regards to mould, damp or all the usual stuff that can possibly plague a property. It goes on to say that the system and I quote the system in some areas is really close to being overwhelmed the scale of the challenge hasn't been grasped end quote and this is where the numbers get a bit damning because there are apparently 4 million, approximately 4 million households who live in social housing. That's fine, not a problem. Apparently 380,000 households are in homes that are classed as non-decent by the government, or you might have heard of being referred to as not fit for purpose. And about 88 of 88,000, I should say, households are believed to be in seriously bad conditions so that's people that are living with serious damp and mold problems which as i'm sure you know already can cause illness and death now without getting on my political high horse here what's important to note is that when a report comes out like this and it's quite it's quite damning against social housing and the way that the social housing sector is being run and there's going to be articles, a couple of articles here and there about it. But these things might not get picked up in too much mainstream media because it's social housing and social housing, which means, you know, bashing the landlord. Well, the landlord in this case is going to be the council and they're already taking enough of a bashing in the mainstream media as it is. Now, if this was about private landlords, let's just say the same article and the same numbers apply to private landlords then there would be it would be covered in all your mass media every broadsheet every non-broadsheet tabloid i think it's called all of the papers you can think of all the social media platforms landlords would be taking one hell of a beating right now because people would be saying well you can't provide you know moldy and damp housing and it's not fit for purpose and Landlords are bad. Stop paying the rent and let's get citizens advice involved and let's do all of that stuff. And landlords are bad, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure you know now the narrative that would happen if that's the case. But because it's social housing, um, it seems to be swept under the carpet uh, a little bit more. 
and that is unacceptable certainly from a a, a landlord's point of view that is it is very unacceptable it's unacceptable that people have to live and put up with these living conditions no matter what circumstances so i will full circle on that and and you know i've seen all sorts in my time in investing in property and i'm sure you have as well uh, and in my time surveying it's really really not good the ombudsman says that it's been a neglecting policy surprise surprise uh, and points out that basically the way that people have been treated marginalized stigmatized um it is not acceptable yes again i, I can well imagine that and social housing tenants are also <clears throat> excuse me social housing tenants are also bracing for uh, rent increases uh, above and beyond the 7% cap that was enforced in 2023. Rental controls don't work. It is what it is. So it's okay having this article um, and it's quite a damning article, but what do you do about it? And this is where it's a tough one to assess because councils are in a lot of bother uh, at the moment. Um, it seems funny and ironic. Again, this is a landlord's point of view that Councils will put an, a lot of resources in you know, things like HMO licensing and bashing down landlords and doing all that sort of stuff that's so anti-landlord and trying to rinse the landlords for every penny that they can, that they they fail to put note into their own stock. Let's just say a council spent two million pounds a year chasing bad landlords or whatever, yet you could argue they're doing a job there, yes, but if they're chasing all these landlords and, you know, get a few neglected properties into good properties and back onto the market or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. You can hold your hands up and go, okay, yeah, good job. But then wouldn't that those funds be better used to actually improve their own stock in general? Uh, we've had it many a times before where the council seemed to want to chase you for everything left, right and center. But the minute it's their own stock, their own social housing, that's the issue. Uh, they seem to not want to take themselves to court over unpaid council tax, or they don't seem to want to serve notices on the landlord, even though it's themselves. And I know that sounds daft and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, but it does seem to be one rule for one, one rule for the other. And my stance on this is, again, the report isn't good. It's basically saying that social housing is up, is up a creek without a paddle. In fact, it might even sound like it's up a creek without a boat, without a paddle, uh, given how bad it is, and a system overhaul is needed. Yes, absolutely, there's going to be things that you can do to make things better. And slightly biased landlord point of view, I would say you've got to stop chasing landlords. You've got to stop chasing, you know, these uh, all these sort of good landlords that there are out there, and there's plenty of them. And you've got to put time and effort into actually improving improving your stock. Because if you have good quality homes for people, then the demands there, they don't mind paying the rent. They don't, they won't mind rent increases as such because they're living in a very good place. And we're dealing with people's lives here. You know, people that are unfortunately it's going to be people that have, you know, suffered as a result of being in poor homes across the board. And these illnesses, deaths and whatnot, they can be prevented. It's not just a case of chucking millions and millions at a solution, but it's a case of councils taking better care of their stock rather than chasing around, you know, all other private landlords trying to beat them with a stick. They should really look at beating themselves with a stick, 
even more. And that's very important. And that's what they should do. So that's what's needed. As with anything, it's about how effective and how efficient can you be with something. And again, this is what they need to do. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. There's no quick, easy fix because councils are facing a lot of issues at the moment, most of them from their own undoing. But when it comes to housing, it really should be the number one thing that they look at. And there are a lot of easy fixes as well. And on all of that, and I have to say this because it's important, is sometimes it is a tenant issue. And we've done episodes before about damp, mould, condensation. Uh, you know, the one thing the report doesn't go into is how much of how many of these properties are maybe condensation based. And it's because the tenant isn't opening a window or they're cooking and not opening windows. There's, there's no ventilation there. So, again, I'm not saying everything's a tenant's fault, but even from surveying EPCs and everything I do outside of podcasting and, and the physical aspects of property, you see a lot of it where some cases it is, it is on the tenant. So it's a case of working with each other and information and this is what people need to do and to get on board. I can tell you exactly how this is going to go and it's going to involve a big inquiry. It's going to involve millions wasted on inquiries. It's going to involve millions wasted on consultancy. I do think the consultancy sector is something that can just be done with uh, in general because that will save everyone a lot of cash. There will be all of these millions and millions of pounds put into consultancies and this is what we need to do and this is how we do it and then nothing would ever actually get done. But the housing ombudsman has raised a very good point that it does need looking at. It really, really does need looking at. And I hope from uh, a housing enthusiast point of view that it does it does get done because you're dealing with people's lives at the end of the day and every every home, every situation seems to be completely different and you just need people there that are specialising in this stuff that can crack on and, and help people where they can. In a nutshell, Ombudsman wants to have a look at social housing, wants to re-correlate between housing and health. A lot of bad social housing out there at the moment and there's not going to be an easy fix for that. I would say to councils listening to this, stop trying to chase down uh, regular landlords, stop trying to milk landlords and use those funds, reallocate those funds to become more efficient and effective in actually dealing with your own stock. Because at the end of the day, if you can take private landlords to court over X, Y and Z, you should be able to, uh, you know, people should be able to take you to court for the risk hazards and whatnot associated with social housing i'd love to see that that would be absolutely fantastic as always thanks for listening to property nomads podcast always a pleasure please do subscribe to the podcast head over to our youtube channel as well and see you in the next episode